Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. I will be on vacation when this episode comes out, so I wanted to pre-record so that way you guys don't miss an episode. Since I've been gone for so long, I didn't think it was fair to just like, all right, one episode and then peace out, guys. See you in two weeks. (laughs) So I'll be in Hawaii. I am really looking forward to this trip. I'll be taking the trip with my mom and my sister. This trip has been postponed for way too long. I was supposed to go to Maui for my 30th birthday and the pandemic hit. So that had to be canceled. We're finally going and I don't know what to expect because um, I can't swim. <laughs> so I'll just be laying by the beach and doing like the touristy stuff, like doing the road to Hana and hiking and things like that. But you won't see me jumping off like a boat or going like underwater I really want to learn how to swim, but I have this fear that I'll drown. I've had nightmares about it, so that's not fun. I hope one day I do learn how to swim. I told myself that I was going to take swimming lessons, and I'm just a chicken, to be honest. I know, I always encourage you guys to go do things that scare you. Water is just scary to me. I don't know, maybe one day. Nonetheless, it's going to be fun and relaxing, and I just need to unplug for a little bit. Because life is chaotic. I had been thinking like, oh my god, no tengo ropa. I don't have any clothes for the trip. Today, I cleaned out my drawers and I found so many tops that I haven't even worn that I've thrifted before. I found a new swimsuit and so many things. And I was telling my mom, please do not let me shop anymore. And to me, shop is like, go to the thrift store. Like, do not let me go to the thrift store anymore. I have to use some of these clothes. I don't go out much. (laughs) So I do have mostly work clothes. And the clothes that is for like going out like to a bar or to a party or something. I don't use. And I'm always like, oh yeah, one day. So I think I'm going to start just dressing up for the grocery store. Because why not? Siempre ando en mis leggings. Like people probably think I work out all the time. But my secret is that I don't work out all the time. I think it's because during the week, I have to dress nice because office wear. Once the weekend hits, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to wear heels. I wear heels every day. Oh, funny story about that. I have heels at work, so I walk in with flats. You know how loafers are like in right now, right? And they look cute. Like they look cute with my slacks and I thought they looked cute. The other day, I got in the elevator and then the doors opened on like on another floor. Some of my coworkers stepped in and he goes, what's up with those shoes? Like your outfit is nice, but girl, did you get those shoes from your abuela? And I cannot unsee that they are someone's the abuela's shoes and they were just cracking up. And I deserve that because I'm always making fun of them. Like I always joke around with them. I cannot unsee the abuela's shoes. But they're getting a little old, so yesterday I bought some new abuela shoes. Uh, Hopefully it's like a cooler abuela because these are not like snake print. 
they're more like leather pleather. So we'll see what they say tomorrow about my shoes. I know previously I have talked about this, but my mom always is the type to wake up, do her makeup, no matter if she's not going anywhere. And I kind of have done the same. But today, okay, I haven't done my eyebrows in a while, so they, they're looking real ugly. And I had a nail appointment, so I thought to myself, do I put makeup? Like, I'm like, for what? I'm going to come back home. I want to do a mask later. It's not even worth it. So I decided to put my hair up and put a hat on and I put a mask on because, I don't know, I just like didn't want to run into anybody I knew. I don't know, I had this gut feeling that I was going to run into someone I knew. Sure enough, the day I'm looking the ratchetest, <laughs> I sit down at the nail shop and I look across the way and it's one of my coworkers, but I'm pretty sure she didn't notice me because I always dress up for work and to see me in this state, hasta yo estaba asustada en el espejo. I was like, oh my gosh, ¿quién es esa? Ah, la llorona. I had not done my nails since I was in Mexico the last time that I did them. It is so expensive i know everything's expensive but oh my gosh remember when like you could do a pedicure and a gel manicure for less than 40 dollars no today guess how much i spent 70 something dollars just for a gel manicure and a regular pedicure what is going on with this world but man she's looking cute the nails are nice it totally gives makes a difference but damn I just have a love-hate relationship with nail shops. Like, I just hate the fact that you have to go there and waste time. To me, that's wasting time. I don't find nail shops relaxing. I don't know if you find nail shops relaxing, but you no. I find it like a waste of time. I wish somebody would come do my nails while I'm, while I'm laying down in bed or like watching a show. Oh my gosh, I just thought of a business idea. This is literally is my brain all the time. What if... It was like a DoorDash, but a nail manicurist, pedicurist, DoorDash. Like they come to your door, they'll do your nails. I'm sure this already happens, but only like for celebs. But how cool would it be if you could just chill in your couch? Somebody comes and sets up like their little nail shop and just does your nails. So if you steal this business idea, you owe me 10%. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you start it, just please let me be your first customer because I would love that. During the break I took from the podcast, I discovered that I struggle with resting and not feeling guilty for resting. I feel like my life has always been go, 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 always in flight mode you know, working and going to school and trying to just do better, go to the gym, like always, always running around. Never do I just sit there and relax. Yes, I take days off sometimes where I do that. But when it was like a long period of time where I could do that every day, it was such a struggle. And the moment that I would sit down, I'd be like, I could be doing so many other things. So I posted it on my Instagram story and people were like, you need to rest. And some people were like, oh my gosh, I struggle with the same thing. So I, I started asking friends, do you feel guilty when you're relaxing? They're like, yeah, I don't know how to relax. So it's something that is common amongst a lot of us. And I was kind of shocked because I thought it was just like something that I did. But once I posted it on my story and everybody's like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. 
I'm like, whoa, like how many of you do struggle with this? So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about reasons why I think that it's so hard for us to relax and not feel guilty about it. I posted the question, do you feel guilty when you rest? And 302 people said yes and 82 said no. So more people do feel guilty rather than those that don't. And if you don't, that's super cool. I admire you. So after seeing how many people do feel guilty for resting, I asked, why do you think you feel guilty when you rest? And here are some of the answers that I got. Society is all about grinding, and if you're not constantly working, then it's time wasted. This kind of reminds me of when uh, Kim Kardashian said, nobody wants to work these days, or whatever she said, and everybody was like, yeah, because everyone's tired, and also, you have personal assistance. We don't have that luxury, Kim. Someone else said, if I'm resting, I'm not working towards my goals, and I'm taught that that means I'm lazy and not productive. Another person said, oddly, it's synonymous with laziness, probably because it wasn't allowed growing up. And that was like the most common answer that I got because, oh, my parents called me lazy if they oversaw me laying down or resting. And I started thinking like, I know a lot of friends that had parents that would yell at them if we were like sitting down watching TV. Thankfully, my mom wasn't the type to be like, oh, you're lazy. She would give us chores though, and once you were done with those chores, then you can relax. At some point, you did have to clean your room and do things like that, but never once did I feel like guilty for resting, even though I don't know how to rest. I don't know. It's weird to explain. I was just thinking about it, and I was talking to my mom and saying, I never really saw you ever sit down when we were younger. Like, she was always on the go. If she wasn't cooking, she was cleaning. If she wasn't cleaning, she was at the store. If she wasn't at the store, like, siempre andaba haciendo algo. Till this day, someone submitted a similar answer to what I just talked about. And they said, porque mis padres were always on the go, no matter what, never allowed to rest. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's how I used to see my mom. And right now, before I recorded this podcast, we were talking about it. And I asked her, do you think it's because you've always been like that? Like, you didn't have a chance to just sit down? And she goes, well, it's because I didn't have TV. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's because you didn't have TV. Because you could have just gone outside, read a book or something. And she goes, mm. So then I asked her, I was like, do you think it's maybe because you were kind of like the second mom and... You had to wake up and had to have a schedule because my mom was one out of seven and she was the only woman besides my grandma and my grandma would go work. She was a single mom. My uncles will all go work while my mom stayed home and took care of the younger ones. So she would take them to school and then she'd come back and limpiar y hacer laundry. And then she would make sure everybody had dinner by the time everybody got off work. So it was like every day was just work 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 and never just relax until this day like i'm telling you she doesn't know how to relax sometimes i'm like watch a movie with me or watch a show with me Está dormida la señora. she falls asleep she's like i know a mí me aburre esto. now with facebook you know she will sit down go tell me about que me va a hacer daño porque dijeron en facebook que eso hace daño <laughs> but i never just saw her lay there so when i lay down and I see my mom, you know, doing all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, I should be helping, but I'm so tired. 
And my mom encourages me to rest all the time. Like, tienes que descansar, no paras, and this and that. But she doesn't listen to her own advice, which is funny. A lot of people said that it's a trauma response and that they're trying to unlearn it. Or just because their parents always called them huevonas, huevones when they were resting. But my favorite answer that I got that I think it's so true is this person said, reality is our parents worked so hard so we were taught to match the same work ethic. However, they were on survival mode. We are unlearning the need to be constantly busy. They did what they could with what they had. We are grateful to be able to rest. And I was like, mind blown, because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking because our parents were always on the go because they were trying to do better and get a home and do all these things and, you know, make it in this new country. And so when it came to us, if we weren't doing anything that they did, we were like, wait, am I lazy or why did my mom had it worse my dad had it worse and yet i'm laying here when i could be helping my family another one of my favorite responses to this question was this one it probably comes from the mentality that our parents inflicted on us it's not a bad thing they wanted us to become someone because they didn't have the same opportunity they wanted us to go far and thus we work hard but now when we do rest we feel guilty and I was like mind blown because it's true I think that in our culture our parents want us to do the most because they didn't have the same opportunities but it sucks to unlearn like the guilt that comes with resting because if you think about it when you rest you're still doing something you're doing something for your body because once you're rested The next day, you have a better day. If you're constantly, like, tired like I was the last month, you're not productive. And it was so hard for me to just sit there and, like, not have any expectations. I still struggle with it, but I think I'm getting a little better at it. Like, today, I woke up, got my nails done, did a bunch of laundry, put my clothes away. Before I recorded the podcast... I just laid on the couch like I laid on the couch for like 30 minutes. I gave myself 30 minutes and I said, "Okay, in 30 minutes, you can go eat your lunch and then we'll start recording and, you know, put myself like on a little schedule and I feel rested to record this podcast, but it's still a struggle for me. It's so hard to explain, but I'm sure a lot of you guys, after all those responses, I realize that I'm not the only one that struggles with it. So not only is it because of the way we grew up, but I think society just in general has this expectation that if you're not on the go and if you're not completing something, then you're lazy and you're getting behind in life because there's people that are doing a hundred times more things than you and they're being successful and they don't have time to rest. I think social media has caused a lot of this guilt too because, you know, like I said, social media, love and hate relationship with it. It is a highlight reel. No one's going to show you when they're feeling down, except some people do show that. I sometimes show you guys, not all the time. But I see some people that are like, oh my gosh, how does she do it? Like she works, she has kids, she works out, she has a business and I'm thinking like, I don't even have kids. All I have is my eight to five and a podcast. And I diminish the value of what I do compared to someone else that looks like they're doing more. Like you don't know what that person's going through. So it's something that is hard to unlearn. But at the same time, it's easy to compare yourself to someone else, even though you shouldn't be. 
But I find myself sometimes being like that. Like, oh my God, that podcaster, like she does so much. And me, I'm not doing anything with my life. And my mom constantly checks me like, ¿Cómo que no hiciste nada? Like even yesterday after I recorded the first episode of me coming back, I'm like, oh my God, ya son las diez y no he hecho nada. Like, ¿Cómo que no has hecho nada? And she started naming all the things I've done on the in yesterday. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've done a lot. But to me, it's like, Sometimes I feel like there's not enough hours in the day to accomplish everything I would love to, but I also don't have the energy. I think a lot of us can agree that you always are thinking about like, oh my God, I can't wait to rest. I can't wait to lay on the couch. Then once you do, then you're like, oh, I wasted all these hours. Even when I sleep in, If I am tired and my body says sleep and I wake up and I didn't wake up at a certain time, I'm like, oh my God, my day is gone. I didn't do anything. I'm so lazy. It sucks to be like that. I also think that when you relax and you're not doing anything like physically or you're just laying there, you start getting in your head. So if you're a person that has anxiety or you're depressed, Then you start having those thoughts about how sad it is to just be laying here or anxious about, hey, I could be doing something else instead of just laying here. So I think that's one reason why people feel guilty for resting. Or maybe it's part of your identity. You're the type of person that's always on the go and people praise you for how hard you work and how do you do it all? So when you are not doing it all and you just want to sit down, you're like, I'm not going to be the same person. No one's going to compliment me on how hard I'm working because it's linked to your identity. Of course, like I've talked about for the last few minutes, it's ingrained in our culture, the American dream. If you're not working hard, then what are you doing? Sometimes relaxing feels like a waste of time because it's not something that you see immediate results from. Like when you complete a task right away, you're like, oh, I completed this task. This is done. But when you rest, you think, what a waste of time. I could have been doing something else. But you don't realize that your body needed that rest or your mind just needed to lay there and just not think of anything. I know while I started implementing rest and not feeling guilty for it, I just overall felt better. I wasn't that irritable. I had like an extra pep in my step. And just felt good the next morning because I decided to let my body do its thing and just relax. Some tips on how to learn how to relax and how to stop feeling guilty is to remind yourself that you are deserving of some relaxation time. Like make sure you say, well, I worked very hard, so I deserve to lay on this couch and binge watch this crappy reality TV show. You can also schedule like a time for relaxation. If you're the type of person that's always on a time crunch and you're like from 9 to 10, I'm having this meeting and from 11 to 12, I'm having lunch, a snack, a gym, whatever, make sure to schedule some time for relaxing because It's part of your schedule. And if it's part of your schedule, then you're not going to feel guilty because you're accomplishing something on your to-do list, on your agenda. Sometimes you just have to listen to your body. If your body says, I am tired, listen to it. Because when you don't listen to your body, you end up getting sick. Maybe take a social media break so that way you're not comparing yourself to someone who is doing a million things while you're just laying on your couch. That can help. 
it's not always just laying there. Sometimes you just need to sit outside and be in nature. I know that helps me a lot when I'm feeling guilty for resting. Like my my favorite place to go is the beach because once I'm there, I don't know why the beach is so therapeutic to me, but if I sit there, I'm like, oh, life is great. Everything makes sense. It's beautiful. What am I complaining about? There's nothing to complain about. So if you need to change the scenery and your couch is depressing or you don't feel good when you're laying on your couch, maybe go outside, have a seat, go read a book. Relaxation can mean different things to people and you might find it relaxing to plant something in your backyard it's just that you have to make time to relax and not feel guilty. I want to share this quote that I found and it says, Don't forget that resting is still doing something. Recuperating is still necessary. You are not less valuable when you are taking care of yourself. And resting is not less important than traditional productivity. And I hope that if you're ever feeling guilty for resting, you remember this quote or you come back to minute 20 of this episode and you remember that resting is not bad and you should not feel guilty about it. That's all I have for you guys today on that topic. But now I'm going to do the big sis advice segment that everybody loves. So here is the first question I got. Hey girl, my name is Maritza and I started listening to your podcast maybe a couple months ago. I love to listen to you when I'm working out doing cardio. I'll catch up on a quick episode or two. Or cuando ando haciendo limpieza around the house. I just love listening to you and I wanted to say that I'm so proud of you for being a voice for girls like us. Well, not just the girls, but you know, women, guys, first gen, Latinos. And it's just very comforting to have a voice and stories so similar or relatable and I just want to send you a big hug and I wish you all the success that you've had and so much more te lo mereces y más and yeah it just makes me so happy to have found your podcast and I know you were doing or asked sometimes about doing like a big sister segment and I know you had an episode on friendship breakups but I wanted to see if you could go more into depth on um the aftermath of that because I went through something very big and life-changing this year with a girl who I considered my best friend and it's like I cut her out my life but there are times when it's like I wish I could tell her certain things and I miss that friendship of being able to go to the stores to run errands or just having someone and it's like I'll just get sad over the situation or angry you know I started working at a restaurant during college, like going part-time, and there was a guy who was pursuing me, but I had already started becoming close with this friend, and uh, I would always ask her, is it okay if I go out with this guy? Have you ever had anything? Because I knew they were friends. She would always tell me, no, 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 like, no, go for it, encourage it. Me and this guy started um, going on dates, and then it became complicated situationship, and the whole time before feelings were involved I would ask my friend did it happen no 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 it goes on maybe more than six months and then the truth finally comes out that we had been hooking up and that literally broke my heart and I couldn't believe that she had lied to me and betrayed me for so many months so I don't know it's just very hard and it's been months like basically the whole year and it really 
hurts still. Like, I can't believe someone I cared for so much, who I consider my best friend, would do that to me. And it sucks because that friendship was everything to me, and I thought it was for her. I know it's not my fault, but it's like I don't know how to let it go. Hi, amigis. Thank you so much for all your sweet words, and I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Friendship breakups are not easy. And just listening to you and how emotional you were about this makes me think of me being an emotional wreck recently about a friendship breakup that I went through. And I was talking to somebody and my voice cracked just like yours did because I felt betrayed by someone who I felt was very close to me. Friendships you don't expect to get your heart broken by a friend. When you date a partner, you expect them to break your heart. You take that chance. But when you become friends with someone, I'm the type of girl, which sounds like you're the same, that's loyal. I will, I'm a ride or die. But in life, in my 32 years of life, I've been through a lot of friendship breakups. The most recent one caught me by surprise. And I felt just like you felt, betrayed. I knew it wasn't my fault, but it still hurt. And I think that the reason it didn't hurt as much as other ones have is because I was already mentally prepared for this one. I know it's hard to see right now, but aren't you glad that that person showed their true colors, even though it's hurtful, even though you didn't expect that? It's better to know now than to keep this friendship going and imagine if that dude never told you that they had something going on. You would have kept this friend so close to you and shared all your deepest secrets with them for what? To, for them to betray you like that. I get where you're coming from, but just like you get over a breakup with a partner, like a romantic relationship, you're gonna get over this friendship breakup. There's going to come friends in your life and you're going to be like, wow, every time that life redirects you or disappoints you, something better is coming. There's going to be a friend out there for you that's going to be your ride or die that's going to be better. And what I've come to the conclusion is that some friendships are temporary in your life and they're only there for a chapter of your life to teach you something. What did this teach you? It taught you that... No matter how much you feel, it sounds sad, but no matter how kind you can be to somebody and how much someone can mean to you, it's not always reciprocated. So it's going to show you that you are an amazing person and not everyone is going to be like that and you can't expect loyalty from everyone. And it's really harsh, but I have learned that not everyone's meant to be in your life forever. This person, I'm sure you had a lot of good memories with and you cherish those just like you cherish a relationship, the good and the bad. But you also are thankful that this person showed you their true colors because why do you want people like that around your life that are going to betray you? I hope that you're able to get through this and one day it's all going to make sense and just go through your emotions be kind to yourself the aftermath sucks but remember the good times and acknowledge that this person was just not meant to be in your life forever sending a big hug thank you so much for listening i hope this advice helps
I don't have any more questions. I do have another voice note that I would love to share. If you want to send your voice notes or any questions you have, you can send them to the link that I'll put in the description is speakpipe.com slash unbreakable latina. But let me play this message for you guys. I thought it was so sweet. Hi. So I'm a brand new listener. Like I just started listening this week and I'm obsessed. I started from the beginning and I am obsessed. I feel like we've been friends or we're like primas and I've already like sent this podcast to like so many people and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm talking to you when I'm listening to her and um, it's just so relatable. Um, I've cried with you. <laughs> I've laughed with you. Um, but I love everything about it. I love the guests. I love the topics and the rawness. So um, yeah, keep the episodes coming. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. It really makes my day when I get messages like this. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can go to Apple Podcasts. The reviews help a lot. I have been chosen to do this partnership that I can't wait to announce. And because of your reviews, helping my podcast be pushed out to the audiences and just sharing by word of mouth, it means a lot to me. I appreciate you guys. Without you guys, I wouldn't get all the opportunities that are coming my way. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Unbreakable Latina, Twitter at Latina Podcast, subscribe to YouTube, order your totes, your stickers, your shirts. There's a few shirts left. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you.